Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. It's the midweek episode and each of us has a little something we'd like to discuss with each other. Let's do it. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball, presented by DraftKings. We got a fun episode today. My name is Jimmy. I got Jake sitting right next to me. Trevor in California and producer BBD behind the desk. We're going to be talking about lucky and unlucky guys, runners in scoring position stats, and fun debuts on today's midweek episode. And we're all incredibly fired up about it, including you guys at home as i click to see if we got any new patrons we do but i i think i said all these right already i did we don't i said them all thanks you've been heard thank you very much we appreciate it and thank you to dugout mugs for sponsoring the show and a lot of the things we do here and sending us these mugs that have our logo right on it you can get it you can if you have your own personal logo you can have them put that on there if you have a picture of jake's face you really want on a mug you can put that on there. Kind of ugly mug on an ugly mug type situation. Uh, two negatives equal positive. The mug comes out looking beautiful. Jake gives it to his future children as a present. They are mad in their teenage years. They throw it in a campfire. It hurts my soul. Mm. They covet it, the ashes of it, I'm, in their older years. I'm in my recliner chair. I already checked out from life. Well, you're upset. Thanks, Dugout Mugs. Yeah, thanks. Um, Code JOHNBOY gets you 35% off all MLB Dugout Mugs, wind-up season openers, and knob shots. They're pretty cool. If your dad gets one for you, I guess don't burn it in your teenage years because you're upset at your dad, like Jake's future kids will. Well, if you put Jake's face on it, what are you supposed to do with the damn thing? Scare the neighbors. Why did two negatives equal a positive? I just don't Ooh, understand. Ooh, math pod early. Don't get it. Early math pod. I thought they don't. <laughs> they do. I thought it's always two wrongs don't equal right. Well. Well, that's yeah. spiritually. You're talking about math? Tough to say. It's a tough start to the show, trying to do math. Anyway, thanks, Dugout Mugs. Thanks, Trev, man. how you doing? I'm doing great. You know, um, I got my poker game tonight, so... Mm. I did a few things. Last night, I watched some Lord of the Rings because I need to get my Tolkien baseball references up. I have a ton now. Like Lord of the Rings and life go hand in hand, and baseball and life go hand in hand. So two negatives make a positive. Is exactly what we're talking about right now. I don't know if the math. No, that's math. I don't know if the math. Yeah, and, then, and also, yeah, the poker game tonight. I'm mentally preparing for that. It's a big one. I'm excited for it. I can't believe you're watching it's Lord of the Rings bad. to study for it. Should I watch Lord of the Rings so I can understand what you're saying when you deliver them? If you haven't watched it, yeah. You, I mean, it's. Well, I know nothing about the story at all. Like Star Wars, I've never seen, but at least I know the general gist of like of good guys, bad guys. Yeah. I know the big twist. Like Lord of the Rings, I know. Besides the, the gibberish you one, speak, but, like yeah. to me, I can't even follow along with what you say because. I know, like, I don't know. There's hobbits. That's all I know. Bang. I respect Star Wars. I do. I respect George Lucas and the world that he's created. I just think that the 
the Tolkien universe is a little bit more unique. Okay. Well, maybe it's not. I don't know. They're both great. What am I saying? But I'm also reading the books because I've only read The Hobbit before, and I need to I need to read the books to be a true Tolkien expert. So I started that yesterday as well. And then you need to write oh. read the biographies about the books and about. And Everything. then I sent you guys Man. some like fan fiction. Yeah. What if Gandalf took the ring? Yeah. And that was see, I don't I know what that means. Level. That's yeah. like that's why you know I think if there's yeah. Star Wars, I know what it means. Greatest trilogy of all time. Man, Trev, talk about well, this. This is a big ad for the next talking baseball. Big ad. Stay you tuned. Guys about what I'm do you think the greatest this. trilogy of all time is, Jake? Probably Star Wars. I mean, that feels like the OG. Um, that kind of opened up. OG. That led Tolkien into Lord of the Rings and and then Lord of the Rings way older manner. than Star Wars. Way it's way older than Star Wars. Isn't Lord of the Rings from I'm like the 1800s? Movies. Nobody reads no, books. No, it's like the early 1900s, 1930s, I think. Who wrote the what? What's a up. what are his initials? Something something. They are Tolkien. Someone put a, a TPP Tolkien in our last chat, and I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Trevor Paul Plouffe. Let's talk some baseball. Yeah, Mighty uh, Ducks is my favorite this, trilogy. Geek crap. Um, also written in the 1800s. Little known fact. That was a different tale. It was about ducks. I'm in a bad lead off today, fellas. Because um, <laughs> you know what I do. I keep this show on track. Um, and, you know, our midweek ep- episode, we, we normally grab some topics. Or we grabbed Eno. Uh, when we're talking Eno. about sticky stuff, Eno Saris, the best. Uh, Trevor Story, whoops. So I was like, okay, what do I want to talk about on today's talking? What do I want to talk about on today's talking baseball? As I left the Shire and looked at, went online to see what there was. Um, And I said, okay, you know, Yankees land is a bad time right now. Uh, Our Yanks are drifting towards 500. Things are tight. A couple articles came out, expected stats and what's going to get better. How does it get better? And I thought, you know, about two plus months in, we're sneaking up on all-star break and things like that. We're sneaking up on the halfway point of the season. This is a good time, especially fantasy baseball, if you're looking for value. Who's lucky? Who's unlucky? And I know, you know, we've had some talks on here about BABIP and, and some things like that. And uh, like we said, they're, they're units that should be used to measure performance going forward or, or something to look for. You know, I, I'm I'm not going to discredit a guy who had a 400 BABIP because guess what? His hits were dropping, and maybe he was roping them around, and sure, maybe it'll come down a little. Maybe they're having a great year. So it's kind of knowing what to do with those expected stats. And so what I did, I went to Baseball Savant, mm. um, if you've heard of that site. And uh, I wanted to get some of the numbers. I got some of the stat casts, uh, and I looked at some different things. I looked at... Uh, I did some pitchers and some hitters, baseball. Figured you guys might like that. Uh, And I was looking at the different expected batting stats between batting average, expected slugging, and ex-WOBA, which gets a little geeky, but it's one of the preferred stats. I'm more of a Wobacon guy. You're an ex-Wobacon guy? Mm -hmm. Um, Trev, bacon, or sausage? Three, two, one. Bacon. Okay. Uh, So when dress up as... (laughs) <laughs> for Halloween I think bacon's easier 
That uh, you know, I'm, I'm more of a flat guy. You guys are more of a round. Oh, okay, and so that makes sense. Jake, back to the, what you were saying. Jake, back, back to what I was saying. saying. So I was going through the different numbers, and you know, it's actually if you go to baseball, Savant, Savant, uh, expected statistics leaderboard, uh, and it's got a really good way to sort it. Actually, sorts you can sort it by the difference, so that really helped a lot. But I wanted to get some big names for you guys. So did uh, you go in thinking you were going to do a lot of math? I thought there was a chance I had to do some math, uh, and we all know the negative, negative thing, positive situation. So I'm glad we dodged that. Let's, Trev, we're a positive pod. Let's do some guys that have been getting a little unlucky. So we should be expecting them to turn it around a little bit. Um, and there was one, so, you know, a couple of these guys are going to be obvious. You, you say, do you really need advanced stats to say a, a guy like this is going to get better going forward? Uh, one of the names that jumped out uh, as getting very unlucky so far this season is Frederick. Frederick Freeman, holy smokes. Uh, right now, Freddie, his expected batting average is a 297, which, hey, when you think of Freddie Freeman, you know, not even necessarily MV free, which he was last year, you think of Freddie Freeman as a hitter in that range, you know, a pretty elite guy. Freddie Freeman this year hitting 229. Uh, so that is a, you know, quick math off the top of my head, 068 uh, point difference. And you see it across the board, his expected slugging, um, his ex-WOBA, everything has been skewed down uh, from where he should be. You know, he's slugging 449. His expected slugging is 573. So Freddie Freeman, all the advanced stats would tell you he's pretty much doing the same thing as last year. But, man, the results on the field are telling that differently. So, hey, a little bit of good news for Braves fans. How about that? That is good news for them. Trev, you still in Tolkien world? You trying to figure out who to no, compare Freddie Freeman to? About, we talked about this on the All-Star episode. We talked about expected stats. Basically, you guys told me to go shove them, and now here we are talking about expected You're stats. Not Trevor, dense, Trev. Listen, You're not that Listen, use your ears. It's Freddie Freeman. Should he be considered for the All-Star game? No, because the thing that we did was based on results because it's April and May. Now Jake is saying, moving on with the year, who may be having a good June, and then their results would get them on the June. Not a hard okay. concept. So do you – Well, mean, I'm just asking you if you think he should be considered for the All-Star team now that you not have with these stats. No, because no. the results okay. get the All-Star bid, not the, not the expected yeah. stats. Okay. I mean, Trevor – you know, we're saying if it, if you're in your fantasy baseball league and your buddy who see, who drafted Freddie Freeman and he's hitting 229 and he's ready to cut mode, go get him because the expected stats are telling you that's going to turn around. For the All-Star game or the John Boy Media All-Baseball team, we need to see the stats. Like, this could there's, – there's a world, Trev. There's a world. <laughs> where these stats could continue the whole year. And we say, well, Freddie Freeman had a really unlucky year. We can't reward him for that. We can't say you were the expected stats champion. We would say, oh, next year we're not too worried about Freddie because those expected stats were there. Are we on the same page? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm, I wanted to make that clear because we had a different discussion. No, we had the same exact discussion. A very similar discussion Last to this. week. 
Same exact discussion. So Braves. Didn't we also make Yasmani Grandel our catcher for the All-Star team? We did not. No. We did not. Who was it? It was between Salvi and Zanino. We went Zanino. Oh, yeah, we did Zanino. So I voted yeah. for Salvi. I mean, just listen to us and maybe Salvi will get it next month. A couple two homer games. Uh Trev, I've got good news for you. Uh tell me. There is one guy who jumped off a little more than the other, but they are outfielder teammates. Kirilov and Kepler. Mm. Both have numbers so far this year. Uh, Kepler is hitting 212. His expected batting average is 261. Uh, it's the same thing with the slugging. And, uh, or excuse me, those were Kepler's Kepler steps. I think I said that. Uh, Kirilov, 238. He's, he's looking like a 295 hitter, says the expected stats. A 580x slugging, currently slugging 410. So, those numbers in the pot say Kirilov is getting, I mean, slugging-wise, one of the most screwed hitters in baseball right now. So, Twins fans, I'm trying to cheer you guys up, too. I love the the red bubbles. When I go to a baseball savant page, or what do you call it, a savant page? Yes. When the guy's got the red bubbles, that's really good. Max Kepler, got a lot of red bubbles. A little bit of pink shading but mostly you know red so uh that's how i conceptualize all of this now i'm going to go to kirilov so i'm curious okay how many red bubbles is he gonna have this is good news because twin fans yeah oh my goodness one of the biggest beat writer not a beat writer blogger is that still a term yeah it is it's still a term uh aaron gleeman i believe wrote this article big time in the twin sphere uh, he said this might be the most disappointing team in franchise history. Wow. That's what's going on. You guys think Yankee Land is bad right now. Well, luckily they're pl- they're teeing it up <laughs> this week, so <laughs> one of those fan bases will be uh, just an absolute disaster. Uh, so unlucky, and I, I can just rattle off a cup, couple that stood out. Kyle Tucker uh, for Houston, who started to turn his season around. He was big-time unlucky. It's starting to come together. Conforto for the Mets. Uh, Juan Soto, and I thought this one was interesting because we've mentioned him a couple times on potential trade stuff. We'll see what the Royals do. Uh, Jorge Soler Jorge Soler. has been one of the more unlucky hitters, so we'll see if they end up being sellers at the deadline. You know, Soler last year, if maybe if those expected stats start to catch up a little bit, they can get something for him. But those were the big names that jumped out. There have been 18 balls put in play with an expected batting average of 950 mm. or higher. How many players do you think have two of those 18? They've done it twice. Let's see. To have an expecting batting average that high, you got to hit the ball pretty hard. Makes me think Stanton is involved. And maybe Aaron Judge played. is definitely one of them. Or Gary... A lot of Yankees. <laughs> I asked how many, not... How many guys have two? I'd say three. Yes. Look at that. Jake's the smartest guy in the room. Savant. Trev drops to fourth. Wow. He's in a room alone. Hmm. Who are they? Uh, Acuna has two. Matt Carpenter has two. And Bryce Harper has two. Matt Carpenter getting... The stats say he's getting really unlucky. I know he's he's been having... The past couple years haven't been the Matt Carpenter we remember... You know, putting up big numbers. Hey, I, I hope those numbers are are come back because when Matt Carpenter's good, he's a really fun ball player. So I Dude, didn't. Matt Carpenter has two above nine seventy expected. 
That's tough. I'm just keep going higher and higher. I'm at 980 now. Okay. Okay. Carpenter has one gun. I'm trying to find what's the highest expected that hasn't been a hit and how did it happen. What when happened? I get there, I'll let you know. Oh, okay. No one's got 990. All right. So let me, I've got a couple throwers on here. Trev, I know we hate pitchers because they're soft. Um, so Found it. So these are the unlucky guys. We're expecting the numbers to turn around a little bit for them. I got a pair of AL East guys and a name that, again, gets a lot of trade rumors, and this team hates whenever we mention it. Uh, Erod for the Sox, he makes the list. Um, and, man, that, that was kind of an eye-opening thing for him because we, you know, when we talk about the Red Sox upstart, upstart start, that's good English, uh, you know, you would have expected Erod would have had it going. He uh, he has been unlucky as this season has gone on. Uh, I just had the numbers in front of me. Jamison Tyone for the Yankees uh, was kind of surprising for me, and I remembered uh, that when we had uh, our guy Eno Saris on, he said Tyone's numbers checked out, so I thought that was interesting. Erod currently has a... 2.03 difference in his ERA and his expected ERA. Erod has a 5.59. The analytics say he should be at a 3.56, which is much more that's in scary. That's a much more in tune with kind of who Erod is as a pitcher. You know, he's got a couple big warriors in there. Uh, so Red Sox fans, you know, we've talked about them. Yeah. Are they going to be trading at the deadline? Does Sale come back and look like anything? Man, hell, if Erod turns it around with what they're currently doing which the stats say he has, that would be huge for them. Well, it's the Alex Cora effect. Mm. My God. Mm. Nottingham just got designated by the Mariners. So the oh, Brewers no. are going to pick Brewers. him up. I mean, at a certain... That's, like, that's a crazy year. At a certain point, is that just funny business? Like, if I'm another team, I would just throw an appeal out there just to see if something sticks. If the Brewers pick him up, man, it's... Come on. He played five games with Milwaukee. They designated him. He played eight games with Seattle. uh, Ten games with Seattle. They designated him. Isn't there something else in spring it happened too, right? Like it yeah, happened. I, th- early. I think one of them DFA'd him before the end of spring training and he latched on. Man. He should just have two team privileges. Like there should be a rule at this point. April twenty eighth, selected off waivers by the Mariners from the Brewers. So on April twenty eighth, he went from Brewers to Mariners. On May second, he is purchased by the Brewers from the Mariners. Goes back to the Mariners. On May twentieth. The Mariners select them off waivers again from the Brewers. And now the Brewers have designated him. And if the Mariners come calling, or the Mariners have designated him, Brewers. if the Brewers come calling, he's I mean, already what's there. going on? He's already on a plane. They let him know, and he was like, Milwaukee? And they're yeah. like, yeah. See you guys in two weeks. Man. Baseball life, man. Um, okay, so the other guy I didn't mention, Luis Castillo with the Reds, who's been having a bad bad start to the year. Um you know, his ERA right now is in the sixes. It's expected to be around a four flat. Uh, so, you know, if the Reds were to become sellers, his name always gets in the mix. Uh, Reds fans hate that because he's been their young ace. Uh, but it'll interesting, interested to see if his numbers track back because that could be another guy that you could hear a lot of rumors about on, on the deadline. And if you're the Reds and if the unluckiness continues – 
they're not going to sell him at a bad value anyways. So, I don't know. I thought thought those were some names of notes. Names of notes. Yep. Ah. Uh, Doe. Trev. C Sharp. How much? How much? I mean, we know that most um, front offices are very analytically driven. They love expected numbers. Mm-hmm. They live off these things. We, uh, this company, really like results. Two out of three, at least. I mean, I like results too. I'm, I'm not, not, I'm not I'm saying not I don't punch, like results. I'm not punch the computer screen right in your stupid face. I I also like results. Okay. Where I also line? like expected. Where's Where's the line when it comes to making trades? Like, are you are you looking for a guy that has had bad luck, and you say we can have this guy come over? He's it's going to regress to the mean. Like, well, let's go get this guy. Yeah. Or do you still have to have a little bit of result oriented? You know, whatever you want to call it. Well, like, pre- you have to have some. Results. Well, that's the, I think the game of being a GM, right? Is you look mostly at results, but you hope. Mostly at expected. Sorry, you look mostly at expected, and then in free in free agency, you pay for the results, not for the expected, because that's kind of how it's going. Which is so, is a little backwards. Well, it used to be that way. Used to, yeah. and I think it still sometimes is. Um, yeah. But for trades, definitely expected. I think I think it's probably be seventy thirty. Like that's what the Yankees do when they go get guys like Talkman and Voigt, they're not basing those guys off their minor league results. They're basing them off the stat cast numbers and the hard hit rate and that stuff. Everyone's trying to be smarter than everybody else. But if you all have the same numbers, you're all doing the same damn thing. Don't you got to zag when everyone's zigging? You know I am. And that's where... Uh, Jake's a straight line runner, to be honest. Trev, what I would what I would say is I'm agile. Um, yeah, but... Point A to point B for you. Agile. Uh, I juked Ben Lee once in college. I can still picture it. Um, Nice. Trev, I think what it is, it's GMs and... Because, you know, you're talking about value going forward. It's expected. It's expected. If I trade for player X, I want to know what I'm expected to get from them. I think you do... You put the results in a bucket... And you try to quantify it to that player a little bit. The the my easiest example is always Zach Britton. Zach Britton never grades out as good as his FIP or as good as the expected stuff because he throws eighty percent of a hard sinker that is kind of unmatched in baseball. So when you try to line him up with every other number, it's not gonna make sense. And so that's where I actually, so I did players who have been lucky, and I'm going to be quick because that means if they're lucky, that means their numbers are expected to come downhill a little bit, and we don't want that. We want every player to thrive. A little rude of you. But there's an example of a pitcher on this list who I actually didn't put on. He's got some of the worst expected numbers in baseball, but I think when you think about who this pitcher is, you can start to say, yeah, he might not grade out well. Brett Anderson. Brett Anderson Obviously, does not grade out well because he doesn't strike anyone out. But he's the definition of a crafty lefty. So, obviously, the today's numbers are going to hate him. But what does a team do every year? They throw him five mil. He goes and throws a bunch of innings for them. And that's Brett Anderson. So He's also not very good on Twitter. We've had a little beef. Oh, wow. Oh, that's forth. right. I you guys remember that. Well, you beef about yeah, he's a, he's a Star Wars a guy. Bit. <laughs> no, he uh I called him soft. 
Well, he's a pitcher. Well, yeah. Yeah. Your so pitcher. He was responding to me saying pitchers are soft. So he didn't like that. And then he So then he yeah. cried and I said, "Look, here, this is an example of crying." <laughs> oh, I remember that. And then recess happened and you guys had to go back to language arts. So I probably would really like him if I met him, but I I I just I'm going off his Twitter. You would really like him if you met him and then you'd walk away 10 feet and you go, "Oh, I take that guy yard." And I'd say, "Me too, man." Yeah. Soft throw and lefty. BBD, we got, we got numbers? I'm on it. <laughs> Research department's on it. One uh, time I was working a right wedding. Here, I was working a wedding, and Brett Anderson was a starter for the Yankees. And he, uh, they blew him up in the first inning. And I was no, starting against the Yankees. Against. And I was, I was thankful for him to making it a laugher because then I didn't have to check my phone uh, while I was working a wedding. Trevor, so that's my memory of Brett Anderson. Two for seven, double, and a triple. Wow. So that's 286 batting average. Uh, nice what year was the triple okay. in? Uh, it's an exactly 1,000 OPS. So, wow. congrats. I'm going to go find when Tank the triple job. was. It was the last AB against him, 2014. It was mm. July 13th in the top of the fifth inning. That's huge. Sorry about that one. That's a one daughter. The baby. double and triple were the same game. Ooh. So you solved them. Whoops. Oh, I was 0 for 5 going into that game. Yeah. Oh. Uh-oh. So, 2012, you face him for the first time. Why not the second? Hard, so hard contact. Good. Gold glove. Second at bat that game, triple play. What? Ah, yeah. I remember that. Trev, you hit into a triple play and you hit a triple off of him? It kind of negates everything. Yeah. Triple. Yeah, Josh Donaldson started it. They were in for a bunt, and I hit a chopper right at him. Triple and a triple. I mean, it was like the easiest Triple play. So it wasn't like a line drive. Like on third base. He feels it on third base. It was essentially a double play, but his foot was also touched third base. I would have loved to see like that out, for being honest. Do you know who was the first baseman on that triple play? Derek Barton? NL home run leader, Chris Carter. Wow. Mm. Hot. I like Chris Carter. Guys who have been lucky, Joey Wendell, Will Myers, Rosarena, Moose, we would never say that, Jared Walsh, Cedric Mullins, Austin Riley. Austin Riley, interesting. Just a little bit. Um, a little bit. Head of his fan club. Yeah. Um, okay. Couple pitchers, Marco Gonzalez, Danny Duffy, who's been so good this year. He's another guy that I, I'm not sure. Uh, I think he could defy analytics a little bit. Um with what he's about, but again, another name that could be trade deadline stuff. Uh, Ryan Weathers, who was the youngest starting pitcher in the league for a little bit, second time around. Interested to see how that plays out. And then I did a little bonus work for you guys because you know that's who I am. And I did the guys who are most accurate to their stats. Um, and I wanted to compliment guys. So yes. Mitch Haniger, who's having a huge year, just missed the JM All Baseball team. Everything lines up. It's beautiful. Uh, Chris Taylor, who Dodger fans always rave about, we always rave about. Adelise Garcia, the breakout star for Texas. Everything expected is in line, so that's huge. And then a little mini shout-out, Tyler Naquin, who's having a little bit of a— Nakeen. Nakeen having a breakout year. Um, And then the pitcher, Zach Wheeler, who's been absolutely shoving for years. He was kind of an analytics king that didn't have too much of the breakout results. He is matched up. Pablo Lopez, uh, the ERA uh, shows he's getting a little lucky, but 
I think the expected batting average and expecting slugging were both on the nose, so some nerd's going to have to explain that to me. Um, and then the only bad note, uh, Kyle Hendricks has kind of been bad, and they say it lines up. So I'm interested to see how that plays out. Good stuff. Man, Trev, if, you're, if your ball just had a little more hop to it, would have bounced right over JD's head. A couple of ribbies. Probably scored an R- RBI. I don't know who was running on second. I think it was Morneau, so probably not. He's scoring. Um, first pitch curveball. Yeah, bad swing, huh? You were really tough one, you know. You were really uh I don't this batting stance in twenty twelve, you're really yeah. loaded. Seventy thirty guy. Yeah. No, this is looking like ninety ten. Yeah, I was really preloaded back there. I had a lot of success with it for a little bit. A lot of success. Know why you use that stance, Trev? Your butt looked phenomenal. <laughs> it was a good angle. Dude, I was trying to do anything to survive. That's why I was using that stance. It was like, this feels good. I'm doing it. Every and day. you know, it worked out for a little bit. I tried to go back to that in 2017, and I became the worst uh, hitter in baseball. So You did go was, back uh, to that in 2017. Brett Anderson yeah. fist pumped pretty hard after it. Ooh. A triple play, that's fair. I knew that in three years I was going to get my OPS up to a one daughter. So that's, I think I won on Twitter and on the field. That's nice. Good job. It's mm. good. I'm trying to, dude, why'd you have to go into the content game? Yeah. I'm trying to find a, your triple against him and all it is is sequence videos. Mm. <laughs> Whoops. And, uh, okay. <clears throat> this, this headline is Trevor Plouffe scores on his own triple. Do you remember this play? Colorado. Yes. Wow. wow. Yeah, that is this yeah. triple. Yeah. This was, Jake, look at this. This is 2014. This is hot, Trev. Ooh. Yeah. Big eye oh, black. Wow. Got the beard. Oh, no load at all, Trev. You're almost in like uh, Donaldson Turner. You're just standing straight up like a pencil. Yeah. Completely different batting stance. Trying to do anything, man. I'm telling you guys. Deep fly to dead center. Can't track it down. Booming around second. Into third. Looking great. And then it almost hits you in the elbow. And then it goes right into the dugout and you score. I think it did hit me in the elbow. You looked show. That was, yeah, that is that's that, such show, Trev, how you look here compared to the 2012 clip. I was making some money. I was established. <laughs> Prior to that, I remember that because... I was in a little bit of a funk and Josh Willingham and I went to like TJ Maxx mm. or what's the other one? Coles. Marshalls? Marshalls. Marshalls. And we bought these matching like beach shirts. They were like literally like a picture of like the ocean and the beach. Mm. And then we wore them under our jersey. And so I, I started raking. So I had to I had to keep wearing it. It was ridiculous. It's pretty good. And that's my story. You had a double already in the first inning of this game. Was it like floral? It's just a picture of a beach. Yeah, it was like just a picture of a just beach. A picture like your days in shirt. Oh. I'm no, like the whole shirt was an So like Jake's get up. Like his matching shirt button down, but not yeah, a button but down. Yeah, but a real picture, not like a painted picture. Like it was like a photograph. Yeah, not okay. your fake shit, Jake. Okay. Um... Did you always kiss your hand before pitches came in? 
Yeah, what's that? That's not a kiss? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think so. I don't know, man. Enough about me. Let's move yeah. on. People don't want to hear Okay, that. we're moving on to hear about my sleep schedule because this next segment, what I want to talk about, is brought to you by Rise. Rise is a science-based app that makes it easy to improve your sleep and daily energy. Don't even ask about BBD and Jake's sleep debt. It's bad. Mm. Sleep debt is mm. the only sleep score that matters. Rise tracks how much sleep you owe your body relative to your own unique sleep need and helps you pay it back. Your circadian rhythm dictates your personal energy peaks and dips throughout the day. It's 3.05 right now, 4 o'clock. That's my groggiest time of the day. Rise told me that. Interesting. I'm not really a morning person either. It takes me a while to get going. Jake, you're kind of a morning person. Yeah, I am. Tell him again. Yeah, I am. Okay. Rise helps you realize your potential with real results, real productivity, and real performance. As a kid who grew up not being able to pronounce R's, that ad copy is a nightmare for me. Mm. Uh, real results. Real results is like railroad. Like that's like a flashbacks. Railroad. 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 Real results, real productivity, and real performance, and real well-being. That's eight-year-old Jimmy talking. 80% of Rise users feel the benefits within five days. Give it a try and see what it can do for you. Go to risescience.com slash baseball and download the Rise app today to try it for free for seven days. Whether you want to become a morning person, wake up more refreshed, be less exhausted during the day, or improve your productivity and daily energy, Rise is the power behind your next day. Risescience.com slash baseball to try Rise for free. My topic's pretty quick, guys. You go around baseball fans... You know, you go spend a week or a month with every different fan. You'll hear every fan base complain about the same thing. We play to the level of our competition. That's one of them. We suck with runners in scoring position. Every team says that. So, if I can find my notes here, I am here to let you know if you're allowed to say that or not. Okay? And there's, there's a couple ways to calculate this. Some are easy, but, like, you know, the Dodgers leave a lot of guys on base when they have uh, runners on base. On average, the Dodgers um, leave four runners on base a game. But that doesn't mean the Dodgers are bad. That means the Dodgers put a hell of a lot of people on base. Um, so... That's pretty good. Traffic is what Booney likes to say a lot. So I just went straight up. Runners in scoring position, runners on second and third, or just second or just third. How many hits do you, does your team have? The Dodgers have the most hits with runners in scoring position in MLB this year. So, yeah, oh they're leaving God. guys out there, but they also have the most hits. So the Dodgers are just getting guys on base nonstop. So you can't really complain. That's a, that's a, good, a good thing. The White Sox are second. They're, they're second in the league. For left on base. Who? The Dodgers. So, yeah, the stat I had was per, like, average, per game, not yeah. accumulative. Jake Snake's leading the way. Teaser. With a 30%. Sorry, go ahead, Jim. I'm You're good. Your yeah. You're good. The Dodgers are, like, way ahead in average, a full run, and they are way ahead in hits. They have 44 hits with runners in scoring position. White Sox come in second with 33. Angels come in third with 31. Giants and Rays. So all uh, playoff teams besides the Angels there, uh, but pitching is not, or hitting is not the Angels' problem. 
So you guys, you're not allowed to complain. Your team is doing pretty well. They're getting so guys on the base. Teams again. So Dodgers, White Sox, White Sox, Angels, Angels, Giants, Giants, Rays, Rays. Top okay. five. I like that mix. Yeah, because if you're the Angels, I think Angels fans should be allowed to complain about whatever they want. Yeah, that's fair. It's just, it's I would just I would start your complaints otherwhere everywhere else. Pitching, front office. Yeah, trade, can't be the first thing you cite. Trade Trout. Yeah. Angels need every run they can get. I guess Rays yeah. fans can't afford to leave them out. You there. can't. Yeah, don't complain about your guys doing it. Complain about your stadium. Dodgers and White Sox, pretty elite teams. You have absolutely nothing to complain yeah. about. All right, the teams that should be complaining. Giants are hot in the streets. The Oakland A's only have 13 hits with runners in scoring position. Whew. Same with the Cleveland Ooh. Indians. Uh, the Washington Nats are bad. The Brewers are bad. Milwaukee and New York Mets. Those are the six. There's a three-way tie for a fourth, though. So that's just, they just have not a lot of hits with uh, runners in scoring position. And then Cleveland leaves the fewest amount of runners on or Cleveland and Seattle leave the fewest amount of runners on base. Now the Angels also leave the fewest amount of runners on base on average. So Jeez. they're actually pretty good when they do get runners on base. Yeah. At getting hits with runners on there cuz they're not leaving a lot of guys out there and they're getting a lot of hits. You wonder if their good season slows down. The Angels? <laughs> I picked up on it after I should have. That's hurt. Um, that was rude. Yeah. That was yeah. rude. Sorry, Nate. I don't feel good about it. Yankees leave the fifth fewest, and the Royals leave the fourth fewest on base. Which, again, you want to leave guys on base. You want to put 18 guys on base and score nine of them. Right. Like, That's like I, I think the stat, so obviously took my Angels dig, but I think you said Cleveland leaves the least amount of runners on base and they have and the they have the least amount, amount of, of hits runners, which they're hitting i mean so they just don't do they offense don't hit. yeah yeah since fran mills out they traded frankie it's jose ramirez versus the world all right next thing i looked at because i always like this runner on third base less than two outs how many teams uh what teams have gotten the most i uh, did hits or sack bunt sack fly so just scored the runner. I guess there's some hits that won't score the runner, like a hot shot right at third base where he holds the runner and throws the first. Feels but like I'm, an outlier. But I'm still counting that as a positive at bat because yeah. you kept, you pass the baton, you keep the game going, blah, blah. You didn't get out. Um, the Cubs lead the way. So we're just going to say good result with a runner on third less than two outs. Cubs lead the way. They've had uh, 58 at bats with a runner on third less than two outs that have resulted in a hit or a run. White Sox are right underneath them. So mm. those Chicago teams know how to hit wow. with a runner on third. Kansas City's good at that. Padres are good at that. Houston's good at that. Um, Cleveland, the Yankees, the Brewers, the Mets are the worst at this. New York, raise and, up. And Cleveland's the worst. So everything just shows that Cleveland sucks at being doing offense. Yeah. Mm. And I will say, Jim, that is – I understand with runners in scoring position, your overall numbers are always going to be a little bit higher uh, because of the lack of the ability to shift in those uh, situations, the pitcher feeling a little bit of pressure, but it is still a learned situation. When you're a hitter, and you'll see a lot of young guys go up there and not have success, expand the zone. That The biggest thing that you have to do as a hitter in those situations 
situations is to realize that that guy on the mound is the one that's in trouble and you got to get him in the zone. He'll still try to make, because they're still trying to make you swing and miss. So they try to make you expand the zone. The good hitters, the guys that just get the job done, don't try to, don't try to do too much. And they get the guys in the zone and you can swing early. A lot of people think it's the opposite way where you need to like see some pitches. You don't want to see some pitches. You want to just get the pitch in the strike zone and hammer that thing. Some guys that come to my mind that are really good at doing that, that I think if you ask any big league hitter, he'll say him, Miguel Cabrera. Like he's a guy that clearly is usually, you know, back in his day at the top of the RBI list because he knows how to hit in those situations. He's okay with punching one to right field. Is he trying to do that? Shit, maybe sometimes. But he just understands the situation. And I do think it really is something you have to learn to do. Did you or did did teammates of yours ever get frustrated with another teammate for, say, you know, tie game, it's late, and runner on third, less less than two outs, and you got guys clearly swinging for the fence? Like, dude, we don't we don't need that. Like, it, did that did that ever come to? Yeah, fruition? because you you need to have the approach. Yeah, you, we we preach an approach at, at in that situation. You know, you're using the big part of the field. Okay, like you don't. If you're the kind of guy that is a one swing guy that just tries to hit the ball hard, that's fine, you know. But just get him in the zone. I think that's the biggest thing there. Is if you're swinging out of the zone and you're jumpy, that's gonna tell me that you're not ready to hit in that situation. You need to calm the fuck down and let the guy come to you. That's what every you know. Morneau was really good. Mauer's really good in those situations. That's all they would ever preach is slow the game down. Like in that situation, that's when you have to be the most relaxed. You know, act like you're in control because in those situations, obviously the pitcher's in a jam, and it's hard to it's hard to think that way as a hitter because uh, you're trying to get this job done. But once you can kind of figure that out, um, then it becomes really fun. Love it. Yeah, I love it as well. So there you go, Cleveland. I'm sorry. Yeah, Cleveland, Chicago White Sox. Are they just? They are. Are they the best team in the league? Yes. Like, well, I mean, in the A. Are they better than the, than the Dodgers? Mm, well, I mean, the Giants are the best team in all of baseball, record-wise. Yeah. They did lose Longo, though. He's there in spirit. Called up Tyro Estrada. Yeah. Your guy to the IL, my guy to the show. Bullets up? Yeah. Prince. Wow. Yeah, Prince. Was killing it in AAA, by the way. Was he? Like, nuts. What do you Dude, like? Three eighty batting average, four eighty on base percentage. Uh, I can bring it up. Or is it better than that? Three eighty one batting average, so just better than three eighty. One dot oh six three in AAA, twenty five games. That West Coast is in the PCL. Uh, I think they renamed it or this AAA West. I think it's the PCL. I don't know why Baseball Reference has it named that way, unless they changed the name. That's strange. Yeah. I don't know. That's off the top of my head. I don't know. Longo was having his best offensive year according to OPS plus one fifty. Did you OPS see the plus. injury too? It's dumb. I didn't see yeah, it. Yeah, he went too chopper far. between him and Crawford. I th- it looks pretty clearly like it's Crawford's ball. They just collide. Damn. You're taught as a third baseman to go get whatever you can, but his was also a little deeper than you want to go. Mm. Like if you're charging the ball and it's going to be on the grass, that like you can cut that off, but. And there was just a little miscommunication of maybe where Crawford was playing and he didn't see it or something. But it was 
tough, man, because like I said, he was crushing it. Speaking of crushing it. Cereal. I crush cereal. BBD. At night, because I like it a lot. And my favorite cereal is Magic Spoon Cereal, Trev. Want to know why? Because I don't got to feel guilty when I eat it. Because healthy. And I can eat a whole box in one sitting and feel just fine about myself because I know that I've eaten zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Only 140 calories a serving. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. Build your own box. Available flavors to build your very custom bundle are cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry, and cinnamon. Still haven't tried the cinnamon, so I'm excited. Or the blueberry. Yeah. We should order a box for the office, like a bundle for the office. I'm ready. And when we do, we'll use code BASEBALL. We'll go to magicspoon.com slash baseball. We'll grab ourselves a custom bundle of cereal. We'll try it whenever it arrives. We'll be sure to use promo code BASEBALL at checkout to save $5 off the order. And if we don't like it, which we won't because we've already tried it, Magic Spoon has a 100% happiness guarantee. We could just send it back. They wouldn't even ask a single question, Jake. But we're not going to do it because we've already tried it and we know we like it. So get your next delicious get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash baseball and use the code baseball to save five dollars. Trevor has a very fun topic. Baseball. He has left. He's coming back when his mic is rejoined or whatever the new process is. And hey. we are gonna talk about good memories, Trev. What God. do you got? Well, today, as we're recording this, which is Tuesday, June 8th, I believe it's the 10-year anniversary of um, Steven Strasberg's electric debut. And it's strange because I feel like I don't really pay attention to debuts that often, but for some reason, I remember this. Like, it was a huge baseball moment. I don't know. Do you guys feel the same way? Do you remember this debut? Like where Dude, I... I... I drove to Syracuse or Buffalo, I think Syracuse, uh, to go to a Strasburg minor league game because he was such a big deal. Like, he was going to revolutionize the game. He was, yeah, I mean, Strasburg fever was a very real thing. Yeah, he, so, a little background on, background on him, um, didn't get drafted out of high school. Then he went to San Diego and got on some sort of like weight program, put on a bunch of weight and became just like the undisputed number one pick. He struck out 23 batters one game against Utah. So that's, that's pretty cool. He was part of the 2008 uh, Olympic team. The only amateur on that team, which is pretty cool. Ends up being the number one overall pick in 2009. Uh, 11 starts in the minor leagues 1.3, 65Ks in 55 innings. And then they decided it was damn time. And at that time, the Nationals, like we think of the Nationals as a pretty good program, uh, organization, excuse me. They won the World Series. So now everyone kind of holds them in that regard. At that time, not doing too well, not selling a lot of tickets until they bring this guy up. Brings him up, sold out, 40,000 tickets sold. 40,315 tickets sold. The next night, I mean, it says, yeah, it was 22,000 more than the, the next night. And tickets were going for like a premium. Like it was like a big freaking deal. And of course, he, you know, lives up to all the freaking hype. 
and I tried to get you to have the clip of the audio up. Do you have that? This crowd is crazy. Swing and a miss. Steven Strasburg's first major league strikeout, and it ends his first major league inning. One, two, can we do that or not? I don't have it here. I think on the final episode, maybe in post they might we'll have just it. heard it. Seven innings, four hits, no walks, and a Nationals record, 14 Ks. And if BBD does end up linking the uh, some clips in there, you're just going to see the place was just absolutely electric. And it was Strasburg mania. And, you know, I really think he's lived up to everything. Like, he's been one of the best pitchers in the game for a long time he got the bag he's some people might say oh he's not the best pitcher so he didn't live up to it i really feel like how much better can you be than steven strasburg has been and always dealt with some injuries and stuff like that but uh one of the more electric debuts so it got me thinking you know what what were some some other ones but before i go to that do you do you guys want to talk about any of your recollection from that night you said you saw him pitching syracuse i also faced him in triple a that year jake Oh wow! Up and he was a different, uh, just a different pitcher, man. Like you, I didn't see anything that looked anything close to him um, as far as any other pitchers, pitchers in AAA. Big boy, he had the big calves. I, I remember noticing mm. that he wore the pants up, big calves, and would just come at you. And I don't know what his spin rate is. Seems to me like he had a lot of spin on his fastball because that's the thing got on you. And then he had one of those curveballs that popped kind of out of his hand. And out of the hand, it seems slow. And then there is some point where it just catches the air and just completely disappears. You don't see too many of those types of pitches. A.J. Burnett is one of the best sliders I've ever seen. His did that. Um, the other guy with the pitcher for the Josh Beckett's curveball. Same thing. It looked like it floated for the first halfway uh, to the plate, and then it, it just seemed like the, the seams caught. I don't know if that makes any sense to you guys. Mm-hmm. Then it dove. And then it just goes, poof, gone. And it was really impressive. I believe I had like an infield hit off him. Like I Hell did, yeah. Like oh. a swinging bunt. Yeah, I was pretty happy with myself. He, uh, Strasburg, fastball spin rate has never been, uh, since they've been tracking it, uh, above average, but the curve has always been really high. So maybe it plays off the curve being so, so well, so good. Yeah, I don't know. Like it just seemed like it got on you. I know that's not exactly what high spin rate does, um, but his his fastball seemed like it got on you. Maybe he releases it close. Like he's one of those Ooh. people that has a close release point. I don't know. My only thing is, yeah, hi- hype is a son of a bitch, huh? Like you don't you. My mind says like, oh yeah, maybe he didn't live up to what he's supposed to be. But he's got twelve seasons with a three two one ERA. Maybe I just didn't follow closely enough. But I yeah, I mean, I guess it's because he never got like the Cy Young or never like been the number one pitcher in the league for a year. Really sways the way your brain thinks. But yeah, Strasburg's career is very well, and the Strasburg rules kind of overrule overruled like his performance in those early years, like more talk yes. was about the handling of him than his results, which was kind of shitty. Well, and it's, it's and also had- the, the, a second fiddle factor a little bit. I mean, Scherzer comes over in 2016 when he's at Max Scherzer. He went back to back size, uh, uh, his second and third year in Washington, um, comes over in 2015, excuse me. 
Uh, so yeah, I mean that's uh, I mean the guy had an incredible career. It is one of those weird things because I, you know, I give Harper a lot of credit. I give LeBron the most credit I give LeBron to for being in the spotlight that young and still living up to everything he has is is really unreal. And then yeah, Harper and Strasburg kind of linked together through that organization. Um, I mean, Trev, I'm not a great memory guy, uh, just bad brain, but yeah, I. I just the hype train was so so real on him, and it was just it was like a Rolling Stone picks up no moss. Like at San Diego State, he was doing stuff that hadn't happened. So he goes to the minor leagues, and he was dropping dick there. He had a one mm-hmm. ERA at Double A, one ERA at Triple A, and so it was just like it never stopped. There was never the hiccup where even the Nats probably could have. If they even wanted to put on the brakes and say like, "Oh yeah, you know, every this game gets to everybody," like he's he's gonna have to work on some stuff at Double A for a little bit. Never really happened. So he comes up and yeah, I, I don't know. Again, 2010, if they showed it on ESPN or if if they were just showing highlights or what it was, but you know, to come out and do that, I can only imagine what what he was feeling. Is baseball hotter in the streets then. Because I remember talking with my college, my high school buddies, and everyone knew who Steven Strasburg was, and he was a college pitcher. Does that? Ha- I mean, I guess does everyone know who Leiter and um, Kumar Rocker Rocker are, or is it just baseball fans? Because my friends weren't baseball fans. It's in not high as school. much as Strasburg. It's yeah. not as much yeah. as Strasburg. There's all those stories about how he drives the same car from when he was a freshman, even though he signed the signing bonus. He likes his old beat up car, and I was like, man. That's not really that much of anything. Dude <laughs> likes his car. Good story. It wasn't like a bad car. It was just like, you want to think you're upgraded. Like cons- and it's like, why? <laughs> when there's a consensus 1-1, one, one, I think we really know about it, especially oh. when it's a pitcher that can come and help you quickly. Maybe Mark Appel a- made everyone stop paying attention to yeah, consensus 1-1s. One, hey. Sorry, yeah. Mark. And then, you know, 2019 comes around and – the three-headed monster mm. runs runs through the league, and they go get up to a bad start. I mean, Strasburg at that point, let's see, his stats were he led the league in wins. He led the league in innings pitched, was the fifth uh, Cy Young vote getter, and an, uh, 15th in MVP. Dude, Mark so Capel's still pitching. Ring, baby. Did you know that? Chasing Where? the dream. For the Phillies? He didn't pitch in 18, story, 19, or 20, but he's back. So it's it's a return. Maybe it was injuries. I have no idea. And hey, we we talk about different ways to measure a career. Sometimes, I mean, you know, Strasburg, three time All Star, World Series MVP. That was a big thing. Trev, you know when it's uh when it's all said and done, uh, his contract runs till age thirty seven. So hey, maybe he's got more in the tank. But if he calls it, then you know how many uh, zeros went in the bank account. I of course I had this up, Jake. Yeah, and I this know. is actually I didn't I did not know it's this much. Holy so, shit. So I believe if he retires after this contract, it should be around I'm not a math pod. I think it's close to about three hundred fifty five mil. Yes. That's, throwing that's a baseball. Well Holy, throwing it really I did not well. know it was that much, bro. That's not bad. That doesn't even count the money San Diego State was giving him. Hey. Oh. Dude, think about that. So he's gonna make more than Grinky. Fifty million dollars more than Grinky. Better museum in the basement. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what he's got. Trains. 
Yeah. You think he's a or train like guy? A snail collection or something. Ooh, Someone commented exhibit. on our last, uh, we're talking about Grinky, and they're like, it's even funnier because they're joking about the sword thing, but he really collects swords. So. Yeah. Wait, does he really collect swords? Yeah. If I Google Zach Grinky swords. Zach Grinky swords and something comes up. I think so. According to this YouTube commenter. Well, you Google that. I want to move a lot on. Of I'm going to give two, I I give two we... more debuts. All right. Okay. Uh, one is kind of interesting because pr- prior to the season, uh, we were told, look out for the Brewers rotation. Mm. Um, we have Brandon Woodruff, Corbin Burns, but the wild card was a guy named Freddie Peralta. Did pretty damn good this year, right? Yeah. He's um, 25 years old. Actually, just turned 25 years old. Six and one with a two two five point eight seven five whip. I mean, the guy's he's he's doing it. Ninety two Ks and sixty four innings. Well, if you would have paid attention to his debut, and Jimmy, I know you're gonna love this one. I know it. Mm. Five and two thirds innings pitch. Okay, not great, right? Five and two thirds. No runs, one hit, thirteen MF and Ks, mm. and only two walks. Now, the part that you're gonna love, Jim, is he threw ninety eight pitches. Most of them were four-seam fastballs. And I guess we already talked about this a little bit. Tell them how many of those 90 pitches, 98 pitches, were four-seam fastballs. 90. 90. Dropped some curves. Hey, I should find – where I had that up. I want to go find it and see when the curves came. You know what I mean? When the curves came. That's that's really cool. I mean – For me, it was in high school. No. My shape? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the curve. Sophomore year? I get it now. Yeah. Bringing it back to Strasburg, he became only the <laughs> fifth pitcher in the modern uh, live ball era to strike out at least 13 batters in his major league debut, joining Strasburg. And then some guys we're not going to know, J.R. Richard, Carl Spooner, who you might know, Jake, and Ooh. Cliff Melton. Cliff Melton? J.R. Richard had. Cliff Melton, you know him, right, from the 30s? No, nope. Melton. I don't know him. No, no. Clifford Melton. And the last, the last one I want to talk about because I know the guy and played against him coming up in the minor leagues. I think most people know this story, but we're talking debuts and fun ones, and this one's probably going to be put into a movie at some point. At least it should be. Daniel MFing Nava, mm. Boston Red Sox, grand slam on the first pitch he ever saw. Magical debut. His story's crazy. He tried to walk on to a junior college team. They said, no, but you can be the equipment manager. He ended up being the equipment manager. Can finally convince his coach to let him play. Went off. I think led the league in hitting at some point. Uh, still didn't get a chance. Went to independent ball. Finally got picked up by the Red Sox. Raked in the minor leagues. Came up. And then, as BBD said, he carved himself out a nice little career there. You know, played in parts of seven years, uh, but that one, um, that one pitch, he'll live in Red Sox infamy forever. And like I said, probably eventually get at least a thirty for thirty done on him because the guy decided, hey, I'm not going to let that first pitch go by me, and cracked it out of the dang park in Fenway in front of the home crowd for a grand slam. And hopefully, BBD in post, you'll be putting that up as well because mm. it's an awesome moment. I think Do you guys the, remember that one? 
Yeah, I remember the Nava Grand Slam really well. And that I, was really cool. I think our guy Coach Ballgame has a really good video clip about that that I think you can see on his tube or Twitter. Um, yeah, it doesn't get better than that. Yo, for a doll, this Freddie Peralta start. So he threw uh, two curveballs in the first inning. One was to Dahl, one was to Blackman. And then in the second inning, he threw one curveball to Carlos Gonzalez. I thought they would maybe come later, not earlier. But now we're at three in the first two innings, and he only threw eight. And then he threw back-to-back to David Dahl, which that seems mean. You've Ouch. only thrown three in your first 40 pitches, and then you hit Dahl with back-to-back curves. Not nice of Freddie. Mm. He threw three curveballs in the third inning, so you're at six curveballs in the through three innings. That's so weird. He, when did he like he, use it? The, the catcher just throwing down one. Who was the catcher? The catcher for the Milwaukee Brewers. The catcher for the Milwaukee Brewers on May 18, 2018, was Manny Pena. Just throwing the one down. One, one. One. At one point, one. do you not That's, even give the sign? Brooks Pounders. That's an interesting feeling, Ooh, right? Love me some Brooks Pounders. Brooks Pounders yeah. pitched in this game. Yes, for the Rockies. Yes. I believe he went to high school with someone that's on the Brewers now. Or something. His name came up recently in a search I did, and I was like, Brooks Pounders. I forgot about that. Trev, Ryan Braun, 0 for 5. 4 Ks in this game. Suck oh. it, Rye. Trev. Connor Cannon. <laughs> I, I know we've already talked to you uh, ad nauseum this episode, but um, like your MLB debut, what actually jumps out? Like, if I say Trevor, MLB debut, I give you a couple IPAs. You have a little cushy dreams in you. Is it the crowd? Is it the first AB? Is it taking the field? Is it kissing your mom after the game? Me kissing your mom after the game? Yeah. Firm handshake from your dad? Everything is just so clean in the big leagues. And the minor leagues is so dirty. (laughs) So you go, and I probably had new spikes on. I got a mm. uniform that fits me correctly, and you go out, and the field is perfectly manicured, and the cups are placed perfectly in the dugout, and the towels are there, and everything's where it's supposed to be. It's the show. I think that's the first thing that, like that, that comes to my mind. Like you run out in the field, it is immaculate. It's you can't play in other fields. Once you play in a major league baseball, if you're like, oh, this is what it's supposed to be like, and then you go back and you try to play in on these crappy minor league fields, no offense, a lot of them are like that, it makes it tough. That's the thing that really jumped out to me right away was, obviously you're there, the crowd's cool, um, nervous a little bit, but everything is is just perfect. It's beautiful. Yeah. I had a, good, I had a great debut. We already talked about it. We need to go over that again. You want to talk about some more? Talk about my debut? <laughs> no, stop, stop. I no, Trev. I mean, that, Jake's debut is going to be great. That, Billy Crystal style, that, sixty years old, spring yeah. training, fouls off a pitch, stadium erupts, he forfeits. Not breathing like well. Um, no, I because you know we went down to see the Savannah Bananas and we were on their field and we we're like, oh, nothing better than a baseball field. And I think, uh, <laughs> like. A show field would probably feel even yeah. different. The it's lights different. too. The lights are just so much better. 
you it's like this is you're playing in daytime at nighttime it's man you got me a little Ooh emotional boy right now. Gonna go yeah. lick some grass all right well that's the episode thanks everyone for tuning in are you all leds at your house trev light wise i am okay good are you no they're expensive, but worth it. In the comments, please leave what kind of light bulbs Favorite you have lights. at your house. High pressure sodium. Yeah. I'm Nothing soft, but light bulbs soft in the light. comments. Soft light. Incandescent. Soft light, yeah. David Dahl hit a homer in that game, too. Eighth inning. Hell yeah. Halogen light bulbs. <laughs> <laughs>